Today's episode is sponsored in part by My Pet Chicken, your one-stop shop to feed all of your poultry addiction needs. My Pet Chicken offers a variety of poultry supplies, from chicken coops to chicken diapers, as well as a wide variety of chicken, duck, and goose breeds. So go to MyPetChicken.com drinkandfarm to put in your chick, duckling, or gosling order. That link lets them know that we sent you and is a great way to support our podcast and order what your poultry-loving heart desires. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What you drinking today? I am drinking a nice piping hot cup of coffee. Ooh, anything special about today's coffee? Nope, it's just regular old coffee. My husband (laughs) made it, so it's good coffee. Yay! (laughs) That's special. That makes it special. Oh, that does make it special. And it's the cup that he brought me this morning because I didn't get out of bed very early this morning. So he brought me (laughs) coffee in bed, which was nice. I have topped it off a few times since then, though. So I guess it's not technically the same cup, but it's in the same cup. Uh, It's like sourdough (laughs) starter. Yeah. Just keep topping it off. (laughs) Pretty much. So what are you drinking over there? So I am also drinking coffee this morning, but mine is a special kind. Mm. It is fluffy cow coffee. And their tagline is coffee with a purpose. And it's a deja moo medium roast with tasting notes of maple, milk, chocolate, and nuts. And each bag that you buy supports farm sanctuaries. So Wild Roots Farm that I follow on Instagram, they have some really cute highlands. So I'm just like dreaming of having my own someday and living vicariously through their magical moments of brushing their highlands. They recently (laughs) did a fundraiser where every bag that you bought, $2.50, went to their farm. So I got it just because I like to help support other farms, especially when I get something out of the deal, which might be like a little selfish, but it's coffee. And I used coffee and I was running low on coffee. So it everybody was happy in that situation. Nice. Yeah. So I highly recommend you guys check it out because it's actually very good coffee. And I did get the whole beans and I grind them myself. Yeah, that's the only way to do coffee. Yeah. Once you start doing that, it's like I do I still buy some ground coffee because some mornings I just don't want to deal with grinding my own beans. But it it is next level, very fresh. Hard not to compare after you do that. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Our drink peep this episode is our friend Elizabeth Steves, which is at Steel02 over on the Instagram. So cheers, lady. Cheers. And welcome to the dive bar, everyone. Yeah, we're going to get messy in the dive bar today. We are. We are going to dive into all the shades of baby goat poop and what they could possibly mean. Yes. Because when you do have baby goats, you are constantly on high alert watching their poop because their poop can 
tell you things about what's going on inside their little bodies. So we're gonna go through what's normal, what's not so normal, and then how to deal with the aftermath of not so normal poops. Yes. And today we do have a source that we used. It's a really great source. You want to check it out. It's called A Poorly Illustrated Guide to Goat Poop. And there'll be a link to it in the show notes. It's obviously the best source ever because it's basically like crappy pictures of goat poop. I love it. But it paints quite the visual. So it's very helpful. Yes. And this topic is so relevant to me because recently we have had lots of unusual baby goat poop. (laughs) Yes. And I've been blessed with lots of usual baby goat poop, which still looks quite unnatural. So if you don't know what you're looking at, you're probably going to be a little freaked out. It's super, super true. So we'll just go through the phases of baby goat poop first. (laughs) The very, very first one is called meconium. I didn't know it had a name. Oh, yeah. And in fact, that's the name that is used for human baby. I almost called it human baby goat poop. (laughs) (laughs) Human baby poop. Human baby poop. Tar. Tar. Yeah, pretty much. It's like super black and sticky and yucky. Like if you didn't know what meconium was, you would think that there was something wrong with them, both kids and goat kids. And I'm sure lots of other creatures have meconium as well. I don't think it's exclusive to our two species. But yes, this is the very first poop that they have. It happens very soon after they are born. And it looks concerning, but is not. And then after that's all out of their system, they go to what you could describe as a yellow and pudding texture poop and this is totally normal milk poop and it lasts through about two weeks old so yellow might be a little alarming and pudding might make you think you're on the verge of diarrhea but you're not it's totally normal yeah it looks yucky but it's what it's supposed to be like and (laughs) it might stick to their rear ends too Mm -hmm. but I always keep a bag of baby wipes in the barn so I just grab one of those and wipe behinds while they're really young because I'm just used to there being like a little bit of poop back there for the first few weeks if they're being dam raised though mom will lick it off so you won't have to worry about it but if you're bottle raising your mom you don't want to lick it off no get some baby wipes no don't do that don't do that the next phase is yellow pellets It's normal milk poop before the kid is eating hay and grain, and it looks like a similar texture to your adult goat poops. Um, They're just like little tiny pellets. Sometimes it'll look like a log, but as long as you can see the pellets, that's not necessarily concerning either. You know, they have a transition phase between that pudding and the pellet. So don't be too alarmed if you see a log instead of pellets. It's just... Mm -hmm. It's kind of starting to firm up is all. Yeah. That's typically what I see too, right before they start getting into eating hay and maybe some of mama goat's grain. Because at that point, you're going to start seeing brown pellets in that log formation, which again is totally normal. It's just changing color because their diet is changing and they're starting to eat a little bit of hay and grain. 
Yep. And fun fact, that hay and grain eating is what kind of wakes their rumen up. Even though baby goats are ruminant animals, the rumen's not really active while they're just eating milk or drinking milk, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so they have to go through that period where it's kind of waking up and, you know, things can get a little weird mm-hmm. while it's figuring out how to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then eventually you'll just be in brown little pellets, which is normal poop for a kid that's on milk, hay and grain. It's going to look very much like your adult goat poop. And congratulations if you've reached this phase. It means that your goat poop journey has reached where it's supposed to be. (laughs) Hooray! (laughs) Now, along the way, you might take some journeys down Danger Town. Um. (laughs) I like Danger Town. No way. Danger Town, Danger Zone. (laughs) I don't like it when we're talking about Danger Town and baby goats, but Danger Town normally is where I live, I think. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the bad poops you want to look out for is yellow watery diarrhea. This is likely milk scours caused by overfeeding. So don't let the kids trick you into thinking you're starving them. They're very convincing because they're very cute. Yes. And they like bang on the milk bottle and like bang on your legs and try to pretend like they're getting milk out of everything. So if you're new to baby goats or if you're like me and you just hadn't bottle raised baby goats in a while and you think that you know what you're doing, you're just like, oh, oops, I just underfed you. So let me go get you more. Don't do it. It's a trap. <laughs> you get milk scours. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Yeah. And if you watch dam raised goats too, you can see mom will stand there and let them eat and she'll tolerate it. But at a certain point, she will literally kick them off of her. So I think that might be nature's way of saying, nope, you don't want to have too much because you're going to have an upset tummy. Yeah, because, you know, I have not seen milk scours and dam raised goats mm-hmm. yet. I mean, I do know that it does happen. So it's not like outside of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I'm going to same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't see it often. Mom seems to know what she's doing better than I do. <laughs> it's natural. Yeah. So to treat this, what did you do when you've had this situation before? So the first thing that I do is I cut back on the milk. So if you are bottle feeding your goat kids, you should know that they only need to eat about one ounce for each pound that they weigh for three feedings per day until they're about six weeks old. So like, for example, if you have an eight pound goat kid, you can figure that their bottles need to be about eight ounces three times a day. And you can monitor that that's enough by like weighing them and making sure that they're growing and taking a look at like how they're acting. If they're happy, active kids, like you're doing good. Mm -hmm. You're doing fine. Don't worry about it. But then if you have found that you've been feeding them too much and you have milk scours, you just cut the milk feeding in half. So instead of three eight ounce bottles, you would do three four ounce bottles. And then the other half, the other four ounces would be a goat electrolyte that's been formulated for goat kids to eat. And you want to feed that in a separate bottle. You don't want to mix the milk and the electrolytes. Part of that is because the electrolytes kind of come with like some pre and probiotics and stuff in them. And if you put them in hot milk, like you might kill some of the Mm. good ones. So no need to do that. Plus, you don't want to get them used to like that being their milk. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because they might like suddenly get picky and decide that they want the sugar water instead. (laughs) So you just feed it in a separate bottle. So it's kind of a pain because you got to bring two bottles and two nipples out there. 
And you can also give them probios, and I did that two times a day. I mixed the probios in with the electrolytes, or sometimes I put it in a little like syringe with some water and just you know squirt it in the side of their mouth, and they swallowed it. it. It was easy. They took it. If their poop is really bad, I give them Pepto-Bismol to kind of calm their yeah. stomach down because their stomach lining gets irritated so easily. And if it's irritated for too long, you'll start seeing blood. Which always scares the shit out of you. Yeah. But it's not always an emergency when you see blood. But for Pepto, you can give them three cc's three times a day. Or you can do five cc's two times a day while they're that little. And they'll be totally good. But your biggest concern during scours is dehydration. But as long as you do that, like, skin test where you pick up the little tent and make sure that it, like, bounces back. If it, you know, bounces back, you're good. If it tents up... You probably have a dehydrated kid and they're you probably know that they're dehydrated because they're really lethargic and not yeah. acting normal and other stuff too. So like, you know, that's a vet call. But the old advice for milk scours used to be that you took the milk completely away, but vets don't recommend that anymore. And once my vet explained this to me and I and now I understand why it totally makes sense. Like when you get diarrhea, you don't withhold all food from yourself, Right. <laughs> I mean, it kind of depends, but, you know, yeah. you're, probably, you're probably still hungry. <laughs> yeah, you're still hungry, so you still like, got to eat something. And electrolytes is just not enough nutrition for like a growing baby goat. So that's why they suggest the half milk feedings and then the other half the electrolytes. But they used to say, like, pull all feedings and just do electrolytes. But like in my case, oh, my gosh, we had like weird poops for like a week. Oh, my gosh, they would just starve to death if I wasn't giving them any mm-hmm. milk at all. Because that's just not enough nutrition. So I was really thankful that I got that advice from my vet. <laughs> yeah. The other thing, too, if your kid's dehydrated, what you don't want to do is bottle feed them water. Just straight water. I can't really remember why you don't want to do that. I've seen it multiple times in goat groups, though. So your instinct might be like, wow, my goat is thirsty. Let me bottle feed it water. Don't do that. I do think it does something to their stomachs, too, when they're just pounding straight water like that. Like you were saying, the electrolytes have a pre and probiotic, which probably helps ease things in their stomachs. So if somebody knows why specifically you shouldn't be bottle feeding your goat straight water, please let us know in our Facebook group because I'm interested to know. I just Googled it and I couldn't find it. I just know I've seen it multiple times in goat vet groups to not do that. Yeah, I've seen that too. I always leave a bucket of water for goat kids out um, all the time. Like all creatures get water. Right, right. (laughs) It's like the number one rule for life, right? But you don't want them (laughs) chugging it. Yeah, I think the reason might be that it takes up room in their stomach for their Mm. milk. Because like they're so tiny at that age. If you're feeding them a water bottle too, like you might throw off the balance of, you know, their liquid and their food. (laughs) Yeah, that could totally be it. So one of the poops that I saw in my baby goats that really scared me was foamy yellow diarrhea. But it turns out that that's also just probably milk scours as well. And he had just eaten some baking soda. So I was wondering if maybe it was like a funny gut reaction to, you know, like whatever irritation was happening in his stomach already because I had overfed him milk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But when I saw it, I was like... (gasps) (laughs) Why is it foamy? Yeah, that is a little weird. (laughs) And then yellow watery diarrhea with a little blood in it is also milk scours. I think we already kind of touched on that one. The other thing, this is a really bad one, is smelly green pudding diarrhea. 
which might also have blood in it, and probably when they're over three weeks old. This could be coccidiosis, which is a really big deal, and it can be fatal if it's not treated. So you want to treat immediately and aggressively with, do you know how to say that? Yes, it's it's Toltazeril. Okay. It's Baycox, basically. <laughs> oh. And also Solmet, Dimethyx, or Corid. I probably slaughtered those. But you guys, we're going to link this in the show notes, so you don't have to remember it all. Yes. If you're treating with Corid, though, you want to give a vitamin supplement as well. Corid is actually a vitamin B inhibitor, and goats really need vitamin B. So make sure. Tractor Supply actually sells a really great paste that has vitamin B probiotics in it with it. And it's a little more expensive than just a regular probiotic paste, but it's always what I use when my goats are feeling dumpy and it always works really great. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've been trying to get that from my tractor supply and they're always out of it yeah. recently. So all I have is the injectable vitamin B, which I hate giving because A, I hate giving shots, but it's yeah. part of the job, so I have to do it. But also but it works. <laughs> vitamin B shots burn, so yeah. the kids are not very happy about it when you have to give it to them that way. Yeah, yeah. And with that uh, paste at tractor supply, it's like one I think it's like one dose is for a hundred pound goat so I just put a little bit on my finger and stick my finger in their mouth and they're usually like "Mm, this is delicious nice so that does not burn them (laughs) (laughs) but anytime I see it at tractor supply whether I need it or not because I have the same issue it's always gone I just grab it smart so I'm a bit of a hoarder in that respect (laughs) but I usually only have like one or two on me because it's only six doses for yeah you know for and when you have a lot of goats and you have to warm them you go through it pretty fast. So all of those medicines, but the toltrazoril is, they're all sulfa-based antibiotics. And what those do is those kill the coccidiosis parasites because kids can die quickly from coccidiosis. And if they don't die, they can be stunted for life due to the damage caused to their intestinal lining. It's actually recommended that you treat goat kids preventatively for coccidiosis. And you can do that by giving them a preventative dose of the toltrazoril, or you can give them a sulfa-based antibiotic at exactly 21 days old. And your vet will be able to prescribe you a sulfa-based antibiotic if you don't already have that relationship where you can like keep stuff on hand. But the reason why you do it at 21 days Uh is the coccidiosis has a 21-day life cycle. So when you kill them before they mature and they cause massive damage, you're doing your baby goats a very good favor. And if you think that you actually had an infection, you want to do a second round of treatment for it because of that 21-day life cycle. You start that about 21 days later, and then you know that you've killed it all because you don't want any stragglers. And then suddenly you have a full-blown takeover again. Uh (laughs) Right. The other thing you'll want to keep an eye out for is smelly green watery scours that might have blood in it. This could be enterotoxemia. I probably slaughtered that too, guys, but it's all right. I always say that enterotoxemia. Yeah, I just read it and don't say it out loud. That's my problem. (laughs) (laughs) I I like glaze over it in my head when I read it. But any hoozles, again, this is a big one. Bad if you don't treat it. You'll have very watery, very smelly, greenish or brownish scours. This is this disease that I'm not going to try to pronounce again causes it. And this is found in the soil. And it does not normally colonize the digestive system of a healthy goat. If the kid is already sick with coccidiosis or bloat, this can be the next thing that kind of 
comes into their system and takes advantage of their unhealthy rumen. You can do a preventable, you can prevent this by vaccinating mom four weeks pre-kidding. So this is just the CD&T. So depending on what you're, you want to do or your vet recommends, like if you do four weeks pre-kidding, then your babies will be protected, but they'll need a booster. So it all just depends on how you want to do that. I have been really bad about CD&T and knocking on wood. I haven't been doing boosters, which is terrible. Oh. Probably need to be doing that, but we're, we've been very lucky not to have any issues. But yeah, so it's just the CD&T can help prevent that. Yeah, so the enterotoxemia, that's the overeating disease that goats can end up getting. And the new advice from my vet was, so the the old advice or the old schedule was that you gave them their first shot at about five weeks old, and then you gave them a follow-up three weeks later. But what my vet recommends is that you give it to them at three weeks, and then you give them a booster for the next three months. So every month later, you give them a booster. So they end up getting four shots. And then after that, you just give them their booster in a year. And then they'll be good to go and they'll be covered for both the CD and T. The T is tetanus. So Mm -hmm. that's another big one that lives in the soil and ends up kind of being a big bummer for goats and goat owners alike. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And also if you have this problem because I'm sure even if they're vaccinated, they can still have these problems. It happens. It just lessens the likelihood that it will happen. This is also treatable with the CD antitoxin. Yep. It looks just like the CD&T vaccine, but it's like a smaller bottle and it just says antitoxin on it. Yep. So there you go, guys. All the poop. We ran right through it. <laughs> Ran right through all the poop. Our shoes are very messy. <laughs> very. We only want the best for our flocks, and that's why we're thrilled to partner with Grubly Farms Grublies, an all natural snack that provides the nutrients and minerals needed for happier, healthier chickens. And now, Grubly Farms is offering flocks a choice on where their grub love is harvested with Grubly's World Harvest. That's right. Grubly's World Harvest is the same amazing grublies that bring your flock to the yard, but harvested at FDA-approved farms around the world, but never China. Grubly's World Harvest has all the calcium and protein the OG Grubly's have, but at a lower price point, so you can enjoy a happy hour with your hens more often, which is something we can all balk about. So give Grubly's World Harvest a try today and head on over to grublyfarms.com. You can use code FARM15 to get 15% off your first order. All right, so now we're going to talk about coping with the worry just a little bit and The reason why I really wanted to talk about this was because I buried myself in worry about these baby goats for like two weeks. And it wasn't very good for me. (laughs) Well, no, that's a long time to be in a stress response. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. It's like, it's not good for you. It's not good for your body. It's not good for your mental health. But, you know, when you do have a sick baby goat, like worrying is normal. Mm -hmm. But... How much you need to worry really depends on like what kind of symptoms you're seeing. And it's important to like know the difference between when it's just something like, you know, milk scours or something that you really need to be worried about and like calling a vet and whatnot, you know. (laughs) Right. And a lot of that is just time and experience, too, and, and knowing what you're looking at, which can be hard. 
if you've never seen it before. Yeah, or if you don't see it very often, because like I don't, I don't bottle raise baby goats very often. This is only my second time. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> I like I prefer to just let mom do it. It's a little easier. So much easier. <laughs> but if you aren't sure how worried you should be, we wanted to share three resources that you can tap that aren't Google. Because Google is always going to make you think that your baby goat is dying. I think that's just the nature of the internet. <laughs> right, right. Pretty much. <laughs> so don't go straight to Google. If you have a vet, the first time that you're worried, you really should just give your vet a ring. They are life insanity savers. Like, literally, they are almost always happy to help you. And, you know... If they're nearby and you can swing your goat by to make an appointment and have them look at him, like, even better. It really does, like, help calm the nerves. And, in fact, that was, like, what I ended up doing when I got, like, super crazy worried. Like, I was like, all right, I got to make a vet appointment. And I probably should have just done that from the very beginning because then I could have calmed my mind, like, even earlier. Right? (laughs) Right. But, you know, you live and you learn. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a vet, the next person you can call is the breeder of your goat kids that you, you know, bought the goat kids from. They have a lot of experience, usually, if they've been pretty well-established breeders. You know, newer breeders may not be able to help you quite as much, but they can still at least give you an idea of what's normal and what's not normal and about how long things take, you know, for things to go away. Because, like, you might give your baby goat a dose of Pepto and think that you're going to see normal poops like, you know, a few hours later. No, sometimes they can take like a day or two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just like with humans, some medications work faster than others. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, when you're like mired in worry, I think that you end up forgetting that. Like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta slow yourself down. And sometimes it's really hard to do. Yeah, it really is. Which is why the third place that we're going to tell you to go to is a goat friend mm-hmm. that you can send pictures of goat poop to, yes. <laughs> which is what Sam is for me. Yes. <laughs> Happy to help. <laughs> yes. Well, because, you know, a good friend that has some goat experience can, like, tell you, like, whether or not that's, like, super concerning or just like, yeah, no, that looks weird. But, you know, you can probably get a full night's sleep tonight. <laughs> right. Right. So if you've done all that, you're still worried. You can ask for help. You don't have to do it all by your lonesome, even though you probably feel like you have to. Yeah, don't. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) So things you can do are ask, you know, if you have your spouse or your significant other or a friend to come check on the baby goat so you can get a break. That, you know, or another opinion, if if you have somebody that can come help you. It doesn't hurt to ask if you feel like, you know, that might help you in turn as well. Yeah, because, you know, like, I always have a really hard time asking for help. I don't know why that is. I must, like, I I just think that maybe we were, like, it was internalized at some point that, like, you're supposed to be able to do everything by yourself so you don't need to ask for help. And I'm like, no, you know what? When you're really tired uh, or you're really stressed out or things have been kind of crazy, like, sometimes you really need that other person to kind of like stand there and be like no 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 this is okay you don't have to be worrying about this quite so much (laughs) which hopefully if you've already talked to your vet and you have a good vet like hopefully that should be enough for you (laughs) now if you don't have a vet that's super familiar with goats I can see why that wouldn't necessarily calm your worry 
But then I think once you dig yourself out of the baby poop hole, uh, you need to find yourself a better vet. Yeah. That will be helpful. Because you know what? Vet visits are not cheap. And that's the way I look at it. Like, I better be getting a positive experience when I go to the vet, like, 90% of the time. Like, everybody's going to have their off day, obviously. But, like, I'm really... My vet's pretty old school, but he's very straightforward and respectful. So that makes me feel better. And maybe his straightforwardness would rub certain people the wrong way, and that's okay. There are other vets out there. Yeah, usually. You know, and sometimes finding a vet can be really hard. Like, in my area, so my original goat vet was actually not a goat vet at all. He's a cattle vet. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Big difference. I mean, they're rooming animals, but it's a difference. (laughs) Well, but what ends up happening is cow vets tend to treat goats like mini cows, mm. but they aren't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did finally find a goat vet, but it turns out she doesn't actually practice on goats. She works at the place where my dogs go. Oh. <laughs> but she took the goats and she checked them out for me, which was really nice of her. And the vet is my neighbor. So I'm going to go talk to him and tell him that he should start a little goat practice in there as well because goats are really popular animals right now and there are just not enough goat vets out there at least in my area so like you know some people might be listening to this and being like are you crazy I can pick from like 10 goat vets where I live not where I live I have called everybody like there I I cannot get a dedicated goat vet at this juncture all of the breeders in my area that I talk to, they just have a vet relationship with someone and they keep all of the medications on hand that they need and all of that. But like, I don't want to be a vet. I didn't go to school to be a vet. I want to find a good vet. Right. Right. <laughs> there are things that I'm good at. <laughs> that's that's something to consider, too, when you get into goats. Like, depending on how rural you are, do you want to play vet? <laughs> no? Okay, then maybe maybe you should, you know reconsider your animal choices or get comfortable with doing a lot of research and being prepared. Well, and it's not so much that either. Like, so you can do research and you can be as prepared as you want to be. But the truth is, is like, you know, when you go to vet school, you get a lot of hands-on experience and you get to see a lot of really weird things like really fast because that's what they're training you to do. But then when those things happen, like on your own farm, they can be kind of hard to go through. But you do earn that experience and get there eventually, I think. But it does take going through some really hard, crappy things yeah. to get there. <laughs> right. But the vets go through the same thing, too. Yeah, they do. You know, they have to go through crappy, hard things, too. But then you're just in turn paying them for their experience going through the crappy things that you don't have to go through. Hopefully. I mean, because bad things still happen even after the vet. But... Yeah, yeah. The, this is just the complicated part of farming that you don't always see on Instagram. It's true. <laughs> so the last thing that we'll just tell you really quick is like, if you're still feeling really crazy worried, you should really like, just talk it out with someone that you know and trust. Like you can talk to a friend that knows something about goats or you can come join our Facebook group. And there's a lot of really great people in there that can talk you down and help you when you're feeling like you're in a pinch. But the most important thing is, is like you're not alone in your struggles for sure. And what can kind of happen to us internally when we're struggling and we're worried like that is we think that it's like a reflection on us personally, like whether it means that there's like, you know, something wrong with us or our knowledge or we're just not good enough for this. And the truth is, is like, that's not the truth at all. 
<laughs> like it just takes time uh-huh. to learn and it's okay. And we're going to make mistakes and we're going to make wrong calls. So we will be your friends that will tell you that that's okay and that's normal. <laughs> yes. All right. I think that's it. We've gone through the poop. We all know more about poop now. So go team. <laughs> yep. We are prepared to deal with different baby poop. But yeah, so just a few housekeeping items as we close up. If you haven't already, we would love for you to hit the subscribe button and download the episode when you listen. This helps more p- people find the podcast. Um, be sure and leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts because we will read your review on the show and you'll get entered into a drawing. And while you're listening to this, maybe take a screenshot of you listening to this or a selfie. Put it in your Instagram stories. Tag at Drink and Farm. If you want a promo code to give you a percentage off in our shop, we do have some really sweet newer merch that's rolling out that we're excited about. So, I mean, you're going to want it and you're going to want a discount. And make sure that you take a look at the show notes. You'll find links to our awesome resource for this episode and our social media, our merch shop, and some other cool things. So that's it. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed hanging out in the baby goat poop with us today. Yeah. In the baby goat. (laughs) dive bar (laughs) until next time drink farm and give zero clucks (laughs) bye guys we drink things we farm things we drink and farm things variety is the spice of life which is why we highly recommend my pet chicken because they have so much to offer You can order day-old chicks and waterfowl, chicken supplies, hatching eggs, and there's a wealth of information on their website. Our favorite part about My Pet Chicken is that you can put together your dream chick order without any breed minimums to make your egg basket super colorful. So go to MyPetChicken.com slash DrinkAndFarm to put in your chick, duckling, or gosling order. That link lets them know that we sent you, and it's a great way to support our podcast while fulfilling all of your poultry addiction needs.